Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Welcome to another edition of the Glover's Cast. It's another mixed crowd that we've got here because we don't have Mr. Ian Birkin. Sorry to all of his followers out there. But we do, of course, have Mr. Ben Barrett back. How are you, Ben? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. How are you? Wonderful. He's wonderful. And Ben, in true Ben style, has had a, a chaotic day and he is, uh, he's eating his tea whilst he's talking to us. So uh, hopefully he won't hear it. But what's on the Chick- menu? Chicken shawarma and chips. Chicken swarma and chips. Okay, that's not bad going for a uh, for a Thursday night. But um, right, and and also the more than able replacement for uh, Mr. Ian Perkins. We are joined tonight, and we haven't brought him out because he is vintage, as he accused me of doing last time he was with us. But we are joined by Mr. Steve Salden from the Oval Press. Steve, welcome back. Yeah. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Okay, and Steve has had his tea, but he is having he is having a drink as well. So, uh, but aren't, aren't we all with the season we've had? We need a uh, we need a drink, I think. But yeah, this season this this season does come with a please drink responsibly slogan at the end of it, doesn't it? <laughs> I think yeah. If you're sensible, you drink irresponsibly with this season, don't you? I think Jesus Christ, but yeah, yeah. Don't well, tempt me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's that? Where's that? spirit in the bottle uh right well we um <laughs> we were talking today on our on our, our glover's cast whatsapp chat about uh, about the fact that i actually filed an article today which was about traffic in dover it's been that kind of a week uh if anybody hasn't seen pno ferries have decided that they're going to sack everybody uh in uh, who do their dover to calais which i imagine is a fairly popular one so um yeah if you thought uh if you thought your boss was an arsehole, you haven't met the one from uh, from PO Ferries. But the result is that there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be uh, quite a queue, I think, from the port of Dover. So if you are off to the port of Dover this weekend, leave a little bit more time to come. But yeah, that is how desperate. That is the that noise you hear. That's not Benny in Schwammer and Chips. That is the bottom of the barrel being scraped for whatever we can. I thought that there was pretty much always traffic in Dover since about 2016. I think that's probably I thought, true as well. Yeah. I thought that was just a thing now. He was accepted. You've got to add six weeks onto your journey because yeah. there was going to be lorries parked up throughout Kent. Yeah. Well, when I went there, uh, when like, one time that I drove there, because I think I've taken the train. It's a pretty good train um, into, into Dover. But yeah, they are all parked up, but they've got that outside lane, haven't they? They've got a special lane that they just use as a big lorry park. So 
maybe maybe that's what it is so if you're in a lorry you might be in trouble but yeah don't go in a lorry but yeah so that was that was probably one of the only pieces of news that we've had apart from the fact that tickets are on sale for the weymouth derby um we'll cut i think we've got a question about that later so we'll uh, we will come to that but uh we we have also had some rather sad news which mm. is the loss of uh, john lukins uh, anyone of a certain age um will remember john as the western gazette yeovil town reporter for for many a year in mark when i uh, started off back when uh, we were still doing caveman paintings on the wall and i was uh, starting out as a young journalist uh steve shaking his head at me now because he's waiting for the vintage comment but um uh, yeah john was the reporter at the um at the western gazette and he was a uh, probably fair to say an institution it's probably proven by the fact that when he did choose to say retire because he never really retired the club named the press box after him so anybody who stands in what i still call the Bartley stamp at, um, at Hewish Park, or sits in it for that matter. Uh, look round and you'll see the John Lukins press box. But um, one of the reasons that we particularly wanted to bring Steve, other than to uh, to get his views on the club, was that, Steve, you were someone who you knew John relatively well, didn't you? And I think it was you who who told everyone the sad news of his um, of his passing. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. I, I was, I've been, been talking to, um, his, his, to, to his two lads for, for a while, and and I knew that John hadn't been in the greatest of F health. So I, I think it was um, very sad, but I, th- I think it, it was in the offing when I, when I got the message last week to say that he had actually passed away, sadly. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when do you first remember meeting John? Did you share a press box with him um, a lot? Well, I, I have to say, because I've, I've been a newspaper reporter now for many a year, and, and I was always... And I always say I'm I'm very lucky because I've, I've actually ended up doing the job that I always wanted to do right from a, an, an early age when I was still at school. And and I say lucky, and one of the, the lucky bits of it was when I first went to Preston School, uh, uh, for secondary school, um, one of the first people I got to know there was Neil Lukens, who I found out was John Lukens' son. So we became big pals, still pals now. And I can remember going to watch Yeovil at the, the old Hewish ground with, with Neil. And we used to go in the, in the ground for the first half. Then the second half, it, during the halftime interval, they'd open the gates off from the terrace. And we used to walk round and then go up into the main stand. And I used to, we used to sit in the press box at the top of the, the old main stand at Hewish. And there, there was John scribbling away. So it, it was, it, it made me even more... Um, wanting to to go on and become a a, a reporter in later years and it, back in those days it, i think it, i seem to remember in the press box it was just john lukins on, on one bit and then in the, like a little cubby hole at the side there was uh, the old chairman brian moore can you remember yeah. brian i remember brian was, yeah yeah and he was doing his commentaries for um hospital radio yeah and it used to and it used to, it used to be like this little cubby hole and he used to slide open the door every now and then just to let the cigarette smoke out. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that that was my that was my first recollections of, of meeting John Lukens in the yeah and he was and he gave me a lot of words of advice back then when I was only what 14, 15. So yeah, so so yeah, very, very sad to, to hear that he's um passed away. Yeah, he never told you not to do it then. Don't don't get a journalism, there's no money in it. He didn't tell you that. Not at all, because not <laughs> at all, because back in those days it was it was still a proper job. Yeah, yeah, those were the days. But Indeed. Ben, you um you would have come across John, you'd have shared a press box with him. Mm. I know on our WhatsApp chat we yeah, Ian and you recounted tales of listening to him transcribing his match report, uh, or no, what's the word, dictating his match reports. So, yeah. Um, quite very strange. I, I seem to think that John Lukens might have been the first name of a journalist I possibly ever heard. I, I, I kind of always knew I wanted to get into journalism. And I was, I was reading, I was listening, even as a kid, and I'm talking 9, 10, 11, I kind of always knew that I wasn't good enough to play it for a living. I was going to try and talk about it, write about it. And, yeah, I seem to remember picking up local newspapers and, and trying to understand. And, and by that time, I was getting involved in Yeovil about about 2000-ish. And I seem to remember seeing his name a few times. And then when I was lucky enough to be in that press box, whether it be work experience stuff or whether I was just in around it or later on, not really understanding 
how amazing he did when, like I say, when the game was finished, everyone else was finishing up their reports, sending the emails, getting it done, right, what's next, what's next? He'd be straight on the phone, barely with, I, I seem to recall, very few notes. He seemed to just be able to rattle it all off, pick up the phone, hello, yes, John Lukens at Hewish Park, and just start going. And some <laughs> poor soul on the other end must be transcribing in shorthand at 140 words per minute. And he used to, I seem to remember, he used to spell out names. He used to go with the names, spell the name out, so there was never any errors. Um, it would have been around um, 2006, 2007 ish. So it would have been Cohen. If he was saying Cohen or Guyot or Davis, he would say, and then Cohen scored C O H E N or whatever it may be, and just carry on and just keep going. Never, never almost wait for that moment of, yep, yeah, got that. What's next? It was just rattle through. And if the poor guy on the other end doesn't transcribe quickly enough, game over because you hadn't heard it. Um, but that sort of, opened my eyes to actually this ain't easy is it <laughs> this ain't an easy gig um so yeah for me that's i'm not sure if i ever really crossed paths necessarily too much to have conversations with him but i kind of always watched on from afar as someone who was clearly incredibly respected and heck if you've got your name on the front of the press box and the one you're working in you've, you've got to have some sort of gravitas so yeah it's a big loss it's a it's a big loss to to reporting on on yeovil something which I think the three of us, we include Ian here and, and yourself as well, Steve, we've all loved doing in various forms. Dave, you've been a Western Gazette guy. I've never been anything sort of locally, but always done it from afar or helping out sort of the, the media team at YTFC. So always kind of had that that respect from afar. So, yeah, big loss, sad loss. And, 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 and I'm glad that he's got his name on the front of the press box already because I think it's a fully deserved place for it to be. Yeah, I remember when I started the Western Gazette was actually in 2000 um, and that was, it coincided the whole sort of change around of the sports desk there with John retiring. And I mentioned before, but say retiring, that was 22 years ago that, uh, that he retired. And I, I think he was probably working up. I know Steve, you said he wasn't so well in his, in his latter years, but he was still, uh, even in, in my time there, he was, he was not just reporting on, uh, things that he was reporting on the Perry Street League. Uh, he, he wrote ridiculous amounts for, uh, and he used to write it all out, the Perry Street League roundup, and he'd send it in. And I was the poor side who had to type it all up into the into the thing from what he'd written. But it was, yeah, just his, the volume that he got through was just something else. Yeah, I, I can remember um, that he, he was, he was, I can remember bumping into him on his golden wedding anniversary. <laughs> which was what, two, I think it was in 2013, and the, he'd taken his wife and his family out for a, for a real good treat. He, um, he took them to Hewish Park because um, Yeovil were playing Brighton that day. And he, he sat up in the press box and the rest of the family were over in the main stand. <laughs> Happy anniversary, Mrs. Lukens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, well, yeah, uh, I thought you were going to say you took them to, like, Marriott Vovers versus Coombe St. Nicholas or something. Well, like I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he did that in the morning. But it's, yeah. it's true what Ben, ben said, though, because I, I can remember him when he, when he was phoning his reports through. He, he started, he often phoned his report through before the end of the game. And then, then on quite a few occasions, he had to phone back quickly because obviously there'd been something happened in the last couple of minutes. But I could, he, he had a very distinctive voice where he spoke very clearly, slowly, and, and I definitely can remember him spelling out names of surnames of players. And, and he had a, a certain way of saying Yeovil, it, so it was very clear to whoever was on the other other line as to to where he was from. But um, yeah. but no, it's a, but I can, I can still hear his voice now. Yeah, how did how did he get on with a name like Tarachulski or something like that? Must have taken a while to spell that one out. Uh, yes, I think it was actually. I think he, he had to do that a few times. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all did, didn't we? But um, yeah. yeah. Well, as you say, as you said, Ben, the fact that his name is on the press box means that he will be someone who's always remembered. And I'm sure in years to come, there will someone who will turn around and say, who was John Lukins? And hopefully there'll be somebody there who remembers John or heard, heard about him, read about him on Facebook, heard about him on this podcast, maybe, who says, oh, he was... He was Mr. Yeovil Town for, 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 for many years, the, the voice he, of many our years. Did he write a couple of books or a book? I seem to remember there being a. Yeah, yeah there was. Was it a hundred Jewish heroes or oh, something? Oh, we might like have that? done. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yes. 
yeah, Ben's now scrabbling through the uh, the Barrett Library to look for uh, his Yeovil Town book. Yeah, a hundred Jewish heroes, I think, was one of his, and there may have been another one as well. Is yeah, that it? it? Hundred Jewish heroes by John Lukins. He's got it. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a drawing of on the front page. If anybody knows, then uh, uh, who who it is or who it's supposed to be, I don't know. But there we go. But so, so they're just going back to uh, just going back to the the press box. Uh, named after after John I, I hope I hope that that will remain the case for mm. forevermore really and even even if perhaps in the in years years to come there uh, Yeovil might move to a new ground I hope that the the press box is still named after John because he, he has done done a lot for the club over the years yeah absolutely no well said well said well that's um, a bit of uh, yeah obviously a bit of sad news but nice uh, nice memories to share there and um I suppose the other thing we've got to talk about uh, this week is the football. Um, what have we got to talk about there, Ben? Is there anything that we've got to talk about as far as football is concerned? Uh, have we got to talk about the football? Well, I, I, I tell you what we, we could do. I don't know if it's too soon and we haven't got Ian here to stop us, but we do have a Dover Athletic fan who I spoke yeah. to a little while earlier. Um, and I don't want to make it too much of a spoiler alert here, but... Might cheer up a bit if you listen to this Dover fan. How uh, about we what? get the Dover fan in and then Steve tells us how to score more than one goal in the game? Yes. Deal? Right. Let's, before, Steve, uh, before Steve says no, we're going to go to Pete, a Dover athletic supporter who did promise to us that he was going to be there this weekend, providing he makes it through the traffic. Okay, so hello, this is Dave, and uh, I am joined tonight by Pete, who is a Dover Athletic fan. We have to give a big thank you to Pete, because he is probably the only Dover Athletic fan that we've had who's come forward, who's even willing to speak to us, which probably tells you something about the season that um, our opponents this weekend have been having. So, Pete, firstly, welcome to the Glovers cast. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, tell us, we, we at Yeovil Town, we complain a bit about our lot, about what the season's been like. What's it been like to be a Dover Athletic fan for the last, um, well, since, since August? Uh, it's been quite emotional, really. Um, to start with, the chairman had his uh, uh, views and uh, principles. And um, the, main re- uh, the main thing being, he didn't want the club to be in debt. However you argue it, um, he argues that uh, it was against league rules to take out a loan after we were promised further grants. So in his view, uh, we weren't supposed to go into debt and therefore his only option was to not play because he didn't want to take a loan. Yeah. Now, this was last season. For those people who don't remember, that was last season. The chairman, Jim Parminter, I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so so decided in... When was it? Was it about... What time of the season was it that he decided not to play the rest of the season? It was midway through the season, I think. But don't quote me on that. I think it was midway through the season. Uh, Just as uh, things were going to get going again. And um, so... Uh, it was taken to um, the league and they decided that we should be fined and docked points for breaking league rules. I mean, you can see both sides of the story, to be honest. But I stand by my chairman and I think he did the right thing because in uh, 2005, we were on the verge of going under anyway and he rescued us from that and always pledged that we would never, ever go into debt again. Mm. Um, so he stuck by that. Um so anyway, at the beginning of the season, okay, we thought 12 points behind. Um, we got some hope, you know, maybe. Um, we had to go part-time again. We'd only recently gone full-time about a season and a half before. Uh, so we went part-time again. Um, and I think that had a knock-on effect on the type of the players that may have been recruited. I can't speak for the manager. I can't speak for the chairman. I don't run the club, but that's how it seems to me. Um, perhaps of a lower standard of player. Um Having said that, there was we were full of hope, and uh, initially uh, we had a nil-nil draw with Chesterfield. So yeah, <laughs> that was a decent. Good start. Not many people got that. Yeah, no. So that was were odds-on favourites. So we thought, oh, this is looking okay. We might be able to actually get out of this. Hmm. But as the season went on, apart from a few really bad performances, um, Eastleigh away was one. I was there. 
four nil down in half time. Um, apart from a few of those, we were generally holding our own. Yeah. Um, but tiring towards the end, mm-hmm. and uh, say in the last twenty minutes, uh, just couldn't cut it, and would make silly mistakes at the back, conceded by the odd goal on many occasions. And the results are the ones, the things that matter, and the results are that we would still only be on eight points if we hadn't had the 12-point deduction, so it'd still be rock bottom. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's just... Yeah, looking at now, um, we may have been able to get out of it, but (laughs) it wouldn't be hopeful. So fans are a bit fed up now because they're, you know, a bit fed up with seeing us flagging at the end of games, I think, yeah. and um, and then the same old, same old, uh, come away with a loss. So there's always that backlash that you get from some quarters, yeah. which is uh, 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 lash out with the manager and the chairman, but I don't hold that view. I think I've made the best of what they've, what they've got, really. Yeah. I mean, as you say, looking at that first half of the season, because we played you at our place at the end of October, uh, end of November, sorry. And you got a point against us. You were one yeah. up very early on in that game, if I remember rightly. And looking at the results before then, with a couple of exceptions, you mentioned 6-6-0 six, six, at Grimsby. Not a not happy day, I'm sure. There was five <laughs> against uh, Stockport, four against Southampton. You, you look at this, you've got a draw against Solihull. You've got a draw against um, Chesterfield. You've only lost by one to Bromley. There are plenty of teams that have lost by more. Only lost by one to Bourne Wood. And there's plenty of teams that will lose by more than that. Um, so in that first half of the season, although it was loss after loss after loss, as you say, not taking too many hammerings, have you, in that time? No, like I say, with the odd mm. exception. But yeah, we've and I've been proud of the way the players have played. They've really, you know, and they haven't let their heads drop either, which is a a really good thing because a lot of people would give up I think mm-hmm. but that might, must be a credit to the management I think to instill that belief in the players and they play with belief still yeah and you've got some what 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 is the what is the team like is I've noticed reading up a bit that there's some a lot of younger players that have come through the club's academy is that is that the makeup or are there some experienced heads in there as well I think there's a mixture of uh, a few journeymen um, on the face of it, you might think, well, perhaps people who couldn't get a job elsewhere. <laughs> uh, but, uh, a lot of lone players have come and gone, and some of we've managed to keep hold of. Um, so it's kind of a mismatch. But, but, you know, a consistent squad, I'd say, generally speaking. There's not a lot of change week on week. No. And, and um, you obviously got the win. Because uh, you beat Eastleigh, wasn't it, in uh, in January? Yeah. So yeah, it was uh, that, like we won the cup that day. I'm gonna say, <laughs> that must have been a special day for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and and I mean, what was the difference there? Was it just it was something as simple as taking the chances, or? Yeah, I think there had been a general progression week on week and, mm. and general improvement in belief and uh, real hard work, and it finally paid off. Yeah, but. You know, easily weren't the best team. No. We wouldn't have beaten other teams, I don't think, on that day. Right, right. And and, and then that was uh, end of January. Since then, uh, it's obviously, there's been a draw against Oldershot, who are obviously a team that are, are down there with you. But again, you know, only losing one nil at Stockport. There's plenty of teams who've done more than that. Uh, and, and then last weekend, uh, away at Halifax, who again, very good side, you were one nil up for a good period of the game, weren't you? Yeah, I wasn't at that one, um, mm. the away one. So, um, but from what I gather, it's just a similar story every week that mm. you know we tend to sort of run out of steam a bit towards the end, and then okay. make the silly mistakes perhaps, and uh, it costs us the goal. And if we're only one up, then you've only drawing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, two one away at Halifax again. A lot of teams will lose by more than that at, at their place. But um, so. Obviously, Yeovil Town fans coming this weekend. Um, we look at the form table over the last six games. We're second from bottom of the form table, so we're in right. terrible form as well. <laughs> um, and okay. you're and, and you're bottom. So we've only got, um, uh, I think, uh, three points from our last because um, we drawn drawn three, lost three from our last six, and you've drawn one and lost. Uh, What's that? Yeah, lost four. Yeah, that's right. No, lost five. That's right. Lost five. Yeah, from the um, um from the last six that you, you you've played. So I mean, 
in in all seriousness, do you is there a, a thought that you might be able to get something out of the out of the weekend? Given the yes, I think so. The, you, I mean, you know, you, you wouldn't count yourself too sportive. You didn't always have hope. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of people have stayed away. That's another problem as well. Tendencies are at an all time low, I think, at the moment. Um, but um, no, I think for the core fans, there's still that belief. And uh, playing for pride, I think, is more more the thing now. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to next season and uh, consolidating and hopefully doing better in the National League South. That's right. Because I think I'm right in saying that if you lose Saturday or if Oldershot win on Saturday, then that's relegation confirmed. And I mean, it, it, I know, again, reading your manager's words, it's been almost an inevitability since the season started. It's presumably something people have seen coming for a while now. It won't be, you know, there won't be any great upset um, if relegation is confirmed Saturday. Yeah, I think we've been resigned to it now for a few weeks, really, maybe even yeah. a, a couple of months. But um, yeah, I think. Um, but you know, I'm sure the players, because you've seen the, well, we've seen the pride that they play with, and uh, and the effort they put in. I don't think they'll uh, just give up. So. I think we'll give you a good run for your money. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair, absolutely. Fair play. Well, as you say, if, if these players have gone through everything they've gone through this season, they've got to have some heart in them, haven't they, to be able yeah. to, to carry it on? Um, maybe they're playing for a place for next season as well, because obviously they'll be thinking ahead. And, yeah. uh, you know, they want to stay. If they want to stay, they want to play, you know, properly for, for the next season. Absolutely. And stick around. Well, I mean, just looking at some of your, I mean, your top scorer. Alfie Pavey's got um, got five goals this season. Is he the, the the threat in front of goal? Yes, I think so. Yeah, uh, he's actually a low player, uh, but he had played for us before. He used to be a permanent signing for us, right? And then went to Maidstone, uh, but Maidstone released him um, on uh, on loan. We've had him for a few months now. Uh, I believe we got him to the end of the season. So yeah, yeah, I'll tell you, he's one to watch out for. Yeah, and is there is there is there anyone else there? Or maybe it was a, I think uh, Toby you... Arthur. I think. Who's that? Uh, sorry, Toby Arthur. Okay, very tricky with his uh, very tricky with his feet. Um, right. So, uh, yes, I'll say they're the main ones. Yeah, I remember in midfield uh, you had the player Gayassi, is it uh, that you had in midfield? He uh, at our place looked like he had something about him, if I remember rightly. Yes, he's another one as well. Yeah. Um, it's hard to keep track sometimes with the players because they keep coming in and out on loan. So it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. How stable your squad is, whether you're, you know, mostly, uh, you know, permanent players or, or if you've got many loanees or. We normally would have an awful lot of loan players, but um, uh, but this season probably slightly less so. Um, but we've um, we've certainly got um. Uh, Probably a more stable score. I'll be honest with you. Our problem is that we can't score goals. That that is just the. We're, at the moment, we just can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. So um, that's the <laughs> that's the problem we've got now. And if anybody, if there's anybody that can can find something, then um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know where they are. So you probably see us time and time again spurning as many chances as we can. So it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. Well, we shall see. Well, anyway, Pete, I, I really appreciate you, you you joining us at all. Um, I say I'm sorry right, it's no been problem. it's been a difficult season for you. We all go through them in football fans, don't we? You have to have the bad yeah. ones to make the good ones feel better. Yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll do a job on Bath for you next season. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> if you've got Weymouth down there with you as well, if you take them down, do do one on them as well, won't you? Okay, <laughs> no problem. Right, Pete. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so that was Pete, a long-suffering Dover Athletic fan, as I alluded to at the beginning of all of that. If we think we've got problems, then uh, you know, try being, try being Pete and the Dover Athletic fan. So if you are there at Crabble, and it's been pointed out to me that it is just Crabble, not the Crabble, because as as Hugh. Hugh you told me, you don't call it the Anfield, do you? You call it Anfield, so Crabble, 
singular. Um, so if you do, there are there this weekend and you do come across a Dover Athletic fan, shake the hands. <laughs> well done for still being there because I think uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people that have walked away uh, and it's been, a, it's been a tough old season. But I mean... <laughs> When you look, there's a lot of L's in their in their uh, their form book. But when you look at their season, they, there hasn't been too many wallopings that they had. I think there's a six nil against Grimsby. There's a five nil against Solihull, but there's not been too many wallopings. They lost two one at Halifax last weekend, having been one nil up after ten minutes. They obviously scored early at our place and ended up drawing one all. They had the indignity of Adi Yusuf scoring against them, so. I mean, where, where I, whoa, hang on. Was that Did not he? one? Was that not one of his? Was that not Jordan Barnett's whipped crossing that may or may not have gone in? You're right, it was. Jordan wasn't Barnett it? scored that one, didn't he? Okay, all right. So, no, 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 no. So, no, no, nothing. No. You say they've not had a walloping. They've conceded 74 goals. There must be a walloping or two in there. Well, I said there were a couple, didn't I? I said there was a 6-0 against Grimsby and there was a 5-0 against uh, Solihull and there was a 6-0 against Barnet the other week. Now, that... <laughs> just a few wallopings, mate. It's a few wallopings. There, there's a few, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's not. There's, for, for a team that's only got four points... Uh, no, got them on minus four points. They got eight points, haven't they? Because they started on yeah. minus twelve. It, it, it could. They, they drawn with Chesterfield. They only lost one nil to Bournemouth. They drew with us. They lost one nil um, to Bromley, I think. So, yeah. Am I being too kind to them? Very much so. Yeah. Here's um. Here's my little. <laughs> they've they've lot that we've won nine more games than them, but only scored five more goals than them, which I think is a ridiculous stat, considering they are all but relegated and could be relegated when we play them, um, if we get a positive result or if Aldershot win. I think that's it, game over as well. And Aldershot have got a game to hand on them, so it might even already kind of be over. So I'm just concerned that Dover may end up catching us on the goals. That's my only concern long-term. I think that might be Dover's actual goal for the end of the season. Don't finish bottom of the goal scoring. And we're next in the firing line. So, as promised, Steve, how the heck are we going to score a couple of goals here? Come on. Right, let me sell back. Right, Steve, go on. Make some notes. I got the notes. Let's go. I was looking at the positive. You're you're in the right place. You're in the right place. You're in the right model. Keep the faith there. Yeah. Because really, it's about time that Yeovil scored some goals, doesn't it? This, this You've been year, saying that for six weeks. Year. <laughs> I think, I You've been saying that for a couple of months now, Steve. I think the statistics is that we've scored eight this this year, 2022, in league games and 13. What's it? Eight, eight goals and 13 league games this year, which is atrocious. Mid March. Yeah, but if Yeovil have one of their good days. They could double their goal-scoring feat in one game and win eight 0 This is this is it. This is this isn't glass half full, is it? This is glass overflowing, overflowing with positivity. I, I, but seriously, the, the, the goal scoring has been atrocious, hasn't it? Really, it's, it's, but the, the overall season has just ground to a halt, really, really now because of the lack of goals. And I, I just think it just needs something, doesn't it? It just needs. A freak goal, yeah. or a dodgy penalty, or the ball going off somebody's backside and into them, a, a stupid own goal, anything. And I think then confidence, confidence is key, isn't it? And clearly that they know that they're not scoring goals, and that plays mind mind games, doesn't it? So I think if they just they, they just need a little bit of luck, I think, and and who knows, eight nil Saturday. Everyone's a winner. Get your money on it. Eight nil Yeovil. Honestly, if, if if the listeners had had a couple of quid on who says eight nil Yeovil, they wouldn't have gone for Steve. They wouldn't no, have gone for me. They wouldn't, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have gone for Love me it. for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just that it's, they, they just need one of those those games where everything goes in. Yeah. I think it's been really frustrating, hasn't it? I was at Chesterfield, where we played really well, and we did everything but score. Keeper pulls off a couple of great saves. We've missed a couple of big chances. Their goal's an absolute worldie, and it just felt like an absolute sucker punch. Yes, we've gone and backed that up with a couple of questionable performances where we haven't really looked like scoring. It's Grimsby and Dagenham. 
But those performances are in there. And I think if they can let the shackles off a little bit, back away from home, which seems to be a little bit more suitable to these guys. I agree with you, Steve. I really do. I think if one goes in, a couple might go in. If Dover heads can drop, because Grimsby, Dagenham, Knox County, Chesterfield heads were never going to drop. They're still playing for things. They're still going for things. Dover kind of know. I'd love us to have a really quick 15 minutes early doors and try and grab one. I really would. I think Dover heads may turn around and go, like, that's us done. The maths are going to go against us now and we're down. I think if we can get at them early, we can have a couple of goals in us. We have to believe that anyway, because, because Dover have put up a fight against us. I didn't realise that Dover, they've scored against us in each of the last three outings, regardless of results, because there was the FA Cup game that was 4-3, um, a three or normal time. Then obviously we went through eventually. But then it was 3-1, the Mark Richards no. Mark Richards was 1-0. 1-0, sorry. So after that, we had the FA Cup game and then the two other league games, the 3-1 and then the one all this season. So, yeah, they have got a little, a bit of a goal threat. Who's the lad up front for them that's got a couple recently? Pavey, Alfie Pavey. He's highly thought of as if mm-hmm. he's not he's not going to be at Dover next year. I think the general consensus is he's going to have disappeared off somewhere. He's on loan to him from Maidstone, I think Pete said. Maidstone. I want to say Maidstone. Yeah, yeah. Not Maidenhead. No, I thought he, he definitely said Maidstone because Maidstone is nearby, isn't it? That's um. So they've loaned him up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, he is. Yeah, forward at Dover Athletic on loan from Maidstone. He um he was with them previously. That's right. Yeah. So he started off at started off at Maidstone, then got a move to Millwall, and then kind of worked his way through lots of non-league teams. Um, he was at Dover eighteen nineteen. Scored uh, uh, nine in 33 and then went to Barnet and then, uh, yeah, came back to Maidstone and, yeah, they've loaned him out, loaned him up to uh, Dover. He's thought of as having a little bit of a future next season somewhere else. So we're going to be on the board and we don't know about certain injuries. We don't know what the situation is with Luke Wilkinson. We don't know uh, Josh Staunton. Is he going to play? Is he going to be part of the defence? We don't even know. I mean, there was some question mark over um, the goalkeeper, wasn't there? Grant Smith. We don't know his uh, situation as to whether or not, you know, he's going to be available. We, we don't know. We haven't heard yet. We were recording this before the press conference. So, there could be some defensive changes for us. And I think that makes it all the more important that we start quickly going forward. We get at them and we get an early goal because I think that's going to be the only way we can really get it aside that have been up for it. And I look back to that game we played at Maidenhead where Olamola played, uh, first time I'd seen Olamola on his, on his way back. And he looked like that player. I know he got injured that day and he hasn't um, uh, really played since then. And he's played in the last two games where we haven't really been able to give him the service that we did. But he just looked like someone who got the ball and he ran with it and he wanted to do something. And he had shots. I think that's what you should have said, Steve. If you're gonna if you're gonna score goals, you have to have shots because that seems to be yeah. something that we, uh, we 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 struggle with. Shoot Shots on sight. Yeah. Shoot on sight. Blimey, yeah. That's okay. Sight. Yeah. So maybe that's it then. Do we think? Just shoot on sight. Possibly. I mean, I don't know who the young Dover keeper is or whether it's an old Dover keeper, but if he's picked the ball out of the back of the net seventy four times this season. Chances are. Oh, bugger. Whoever he is. <laughs> Let's have a yeah. look. Um, so, uh, in, in Parks. Yeah. And and who's he? How old is he? Where's he been? Has he been he anywhere? Is, he's 22 years old. He uh, on is loan. on, on yeah. loan from Watford. Okay. So, Sonny Blue will be letting him know when he scores past him. There you go. Well, he's, he has, he's been playing for him since September. So, he's uh, mm. he has had... He's had a yeah. I, I was I was being generous, wasn't I? When I said they haven't had many spankings, They've, there's a few, there's a few five, six, fours in there, isn't there? Yeah. So yeah, not not one of my dodgy formations. But that five, six, four. We can't let them get into the game because that's when did they score really early against us? In that yeah, moment? they did second minute. Really, early, we cannot let them get into the game early doors. Simply can't. Otherwise, we go back. That was one of the only two points we've got from behind this season. So. Got to be out of the traps quick. No room for nervousness. Need a big, if there's going to be a way support, get behind them early. Really get going in those first five minutes and really make them feel like you're there for them. Because that's the only way I think we're going to be able to do anything in this game. I really yeah. do. Got to get at them early. 
Okay. We did hear we did hear that the manager is going to think about making experiments, and I was yeah. wondering to get your guys' opinion on what we might be thinking experiments might be personnel or tactics what, what can he change so let's open the field dave steve how what kind of experiments is he going to do not scientific ones i was going to say one. i'm just imagining darren Shaw now with like a crazed haircut and a maybe a white coat on with some test tubes that kind of thing going to create a, a striker that can score goals go. on some burners on the go and all that Steve, you were the lad. You were the lad at school, weren't you? You used to set things on fire with the Bunsen burner, weren't you? Can you remember when you used to open the gas tube <laughs> and you'd put a light to it, and the flame would shoot out? That was always good fun. <laughs> yeah, we we school or Preston school. You said you were at, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Preston yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. There was no fires there, was there? We we'll have to check that. No. <laughs> Not in your time. So go on, Steve. What's what's Darren Sale's experiments? Well, who knows? Who knows? Uh, is it just it? I'm, I'm sure that Darren Sale's just he's, he's he must be thinking. What do I do to change change things? And he, he hasn't got any personnel he can bring in. Is that he's got what he's got, and he's just got to try and do something. If he if he doesn't do anything, he's going to get criticised. And if he does something and it goes terribly wrong, he's going to he's like in a no no win situation really. So I, I always I always remember um, going back a few years um, when Yeovil used to have a, a reserve team and the, the reserve team manager at the time was te- a chap called Terry Rolls, and he was quite well known in local football circles. And apparently once he he wanted to experiment with things, and he told the players to. Uh, to go out and play the muddled formation. And the, all the players looked at each other and said, what, what's the muddle formation? And he says, well, just run around anywhere and look muddled. <laughs> That's it. Get that, that. Get that written down. Yeah. Give that to Darren. Play the muddle formation. Yeah. Just run around everywhere. Centre-half, centre centre-forward, centre-forward, left-back. No. Adi Yusuf at your left back. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to see Adi Yusuf at left back. Sorry, I just don't. No, I left know we're back. short of cent- no, we're short of central defenders, but we're not that short. Left yeah. back where? Rush goalkeeper, <laughs> rush goalies, all that. Lot. I'd be okay with Grant Smith up front. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't think I need to add anything to that. I think the model formation could well be the answer. That might be what we're looking for. I can only assume. So, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of the strikers, have we? And I think that's, I think that speaks volumes that we haven't seen a lot of Reed. We haven't seen a lot of Yusuf recently. I think that those ships may have sailed. I, I genuinely do. Look at the minutes that those two guys have played. It's not an experiment to chuck the strikers on. So we're going to look differently. We may go three at the back, wing backs maybe. We saw that for a few minutes. Midfield maybe give Lawson Diaz a chance to really get into a game and, and shine. We're going to have a lot of the ball possibly. Then you want someone with class on the board, and Lawson Diaz is that guy. So if he can unlock and we, we give the front guys a go, hopefully, I, got, I really hope we see the best of Sonny Blue between now and the end of the season. And if he gets a go, maybe as part of that front three with Lawson Diaz spinning the ball around all the other places, I reckon that might be uh, a good place to start an experiment. Who knows? Maybe we'll get Toby Stevens. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. at might. this point, you might as well. You might as well put anyone in, but we do. We do have a few questions, which um, one of which does uh, go uh, does follow on from our discussions with regards to Dover. So uh, it's from Hugh Um Odds from Ben Barrett. Brackets other bookies may be available. I'm not a bookie. I don't think Steve is either. Neither but, am I. Uh, I should say I, I'm not personally either. I just happen to be employed by one. Yeah, he's not 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 William Helm. Okay. Um, uh, for a triple bet on YTFC fixtures, seeing the relegations of Dover on the 19th, Kingsland on the 9th of April, and the Seagull Botherers on the 18th of April, what odds are you giving us on that, Ben? That suggests we're beating all three of them, and that's a push. So fairly big. So go on. What are you giving us? I don't know. I'm not an odds compiler. What would your bet be in that uh, situation? Not to take that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think we probably draw. I think we may draw one of those. I won't say which one. Okay. What about you, Steve? Do you think we can send the three of them down? Well, I don't. I don't really like sending teams down. What about Weymouth? Well, I I, I, I was going to say, obviously, there's 
one one that I wouldn't mind sending down. But I'm saying that those guys are quite nice to play them, so we, we might not play them again. Oh no, for a while. So, so who, who knows? But but it's a possibility, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's probably a good chance that either Kings Lynn or, or Weymouth may already be down by the time we get to them. I think probably Weymouth, because that's a later game, isn't it? I think could already be down by the time we get to them. But I'm sure we'll be able to tell them about that one anyway, won't we? So uh, on the uh, on the question of the Weymouth game, uh, tickets are now on sale. One of the few stories we've posted this week. You can read about that. Um, Dan Johnson. Ask, will any of the troublesome trio be at the Weymouth game later in the season? Now, I'm guessing he means a troublesome trio, including Ian, because everyone knows that Steve is not trouble, um, especially at Weymouth games. Um, <laughs> so, Steve, over to you first. Are you are you planning on going to what they now Bob Lucas Stadium on uh, Easter Monday? Um, I might well be. Yes, yes. I've been I've been away for the last uh, for the the cup game down there earlier in the season so um, I'm hoping to get down there for, for the league game definitely well, make, I asked... make a day of it yeah if exactly well they, 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 there is a suggestion that it could be a one o'clock kickoff that that's what they've advertised it as but um it does say sub- uh, you know police advice may change this so um that's what it says on the Weymouth website they said TBC I think but I will confess that I have actually bought my ticket already um, to try and force my hand. Uh, we do have a Good Friday game uh, against Oldershot, which is uh, people... Split loyalties for you, isn't it? Exactly. I'll be in the way end for that one, being born and bred Oldershot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it may well even get to Hewish Park uh, and see if I can bring my good luck charm to that one. What about you, Ben? Do you fancy uh, Easter eggs in uh, on, the, on the Jurassic Coast, as they call it? Jurassic Coast. That's um, what they call it. I um I don't think I will be. I was looking at the fixtures. I might be done because I can't do Halifax. Oh, no. So I might be done this season. And you've got yeah yeah well well maybe maybe now your record. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it might be for the best. It might be for the best. Well, uh, we do have another question for Harry Eaton who asked, "How bad will it be if we fail to beat Dover? If we fail again. to beat them again? Fail to beat them again? Yeah." How bad is that? Out of seven, seven being losing to Weymouth heavily on Easter Monday and one being beating Weymouth heavily on Monday. How bad will it be? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Five. Five out of seven. Steve, what are you giving it? Out, got to be out of seven. What, seven being bad? I would say about five as well. To yeah. be honest... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't win at Dover. Oh, you said 8-0 a minute ago. You said you said 8-0. <laughs> you did. Know, Come on, Steve. Was, Consistency. The muddled formation. Uh, yeah, so talk, talking to you two, I've, I've sort of changed my mind. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> but no, but no um, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't win. But if we do win, it'll be by a handsome margin. Okay, right. You've got it. You've got it. Right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the curtain back here a little bit because Ian isn't here and we haven't got our super duper Zoom. We are on my free Zoom and we are meeting time remaining two minutes forty seconds. So this is a race against the clock to answer the final question, which is from Don Gibson Lecter. Right, Ben, stop singing. I've got to read this out. Just to extend the ownership question. Do you God. think there is any incentive for new owners to finish a deal before the end of June when this season effectively when this season effectively ends financially? Ben Barrow. Yes, because otherwise they're gonna have one player. Yeah. Morgan Williams, eh? Good player, but yeah. they need more than one. Probably a good 19 more. So you don't think there is an incentive for them to... Um, no, I think there is. I think there is. They've oh, got right, to get yeah. in and to get things set with a base of what we have to decide who they want, who they don't want, where they need to be and what they need to strengthen them. Yes, get it done. Get it done. Steve, you've uh, watched yeah. the ownership situation. What do you make of it all? <laughs> Steve just um, fallen asleep. In one minute, 43 mate, seconds. It, it, I, I'd love to see it get, get sorted one way or the other. I'm so bored of it now. I just wanted to get it sorted. So, yes, please, please do it before the end of the season for, for everyone's sake, because it's just dragging on and on and on and on. 
and it's so boring now, even though it's so important to the club to get it get it sorted. But at the same time, it's just becoming a bit of a laugh, laughing stock, really. Yeah. So get it sorted. And it is, it is. We said it before, haven't we? About it seems to be paralysing everything. We've heard the manager talk about how you know players are thinking about it. You can only imagine what the staff at the club are thinking. They just don't know whether they're coming or going. I'd imagine. Um, so yeah, it's. Yeah, I would I would add that to my list of um, I would definitely say, please get it sorted. Well, we now is now flashing at me, telling me that we've got less than one minute. I'm that's not flashing not, at him. That's not, I'm not Steve fl- or Ben. They're not flashing. We're not flashing. It is not it that is kind Zoom. of a podcast. Zoom is flashing at me, telling me we've got less than one minute. So I'm going to call it here, chaps. I'm going to wait to get cut off professionally. Um, and thank you for joining. Steve, thanks ever for joining. Cheers, Dave. Yeah, pleasure. And uh, keep the faith, brothers. Right, we will finish in the only way we can on a Friday with the Glovers Cast quiz. See, speak to you all on Monday. So it's Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday evening, whenever you're listening to this. And the only way to end a Friday Glovers Cast is with the Glovers Cast quiz. Now, we had this contestant uh, join us for quite a number of uh, uh, rounds at the previous quiz. You will tell who am I? But to, he has now asked us to come back or been invited to come back to take on the new look quiz. So it's my pleasure to welcome back the young pretender himself, Mr. Andy Craig. Welcome back. Good evening. You all right? I am all right. How are you? More to the point. Yeah, very well. Thank you. Yeah. Feeling confident? We'll see. Okay, well, you know the game. You know the name of the game. There's five, there's five questions. You're, you're going to have 30 seconds to answer each question. If I'm feeling particularly kind, I'm going to uh, give you slightly more than 30 seconds. Some of these are multiple choice. Some of them are not multiple choice. Uh, and uh, you, if you get five out of five, you will be invited back. The highest score so far is uh, four out of five, which was from Elliot Warner. Still yet to be beaten. I think we're averaging something about two, two and a half at the moment. So let's see how you get on. You ready for question number one? Go for it. Go for it. Right. Okay. In 2005, Pablo Bastianini became Yeovil record signing. But who was the player who joined him as his friend slash translator and ended up playing four times for Yeovil Town? Was it A, Elifi Santos, B, Luciano Alvarez, or C, Danny Rodriguez? B, Alvarez. The answer is Luciano Alvarez B, you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. Okay, that is the correct answer. So it is one out of five for the young pretender. He's off to a flyer already. Did not have a clue what his first name was. (laughs) (laughs) No, you just remember it as Alvarez. Okay, okay. So question, question number two. In 2004, the Oval Town squad recorded a song. Yeovil True, ahead of the upcoming FA Cup tie with Liverpool. But which position in the chart did it reach? And I'll give you three places either side of this. So if you get it three places either side, I'll um, I'll give it you. I'll give you the point. What place did they reach? I think it made top forty, but I'll give you a clue. It did reach and make the top forty. I don't think it made much further than that. I'm sure if it made top 30, it would have been highlighted as making the top 30. So trying to think about this logically, but not really having much, too much of an idea. I'll go 35, right in the middle, between 30 and 40, 35. I'm going to give you that because the correct answer is 36. So you're only one out. And I said I would give you three, three places either side. So 30, 36 is the correct answer. OK, well, he's off, he's off to a good one here. Two out of two out of two so far. OK, question it's number good, it's a good It's a good era, this 0405. Just don't go much further back, mate. <laughs> well, you're going you're gonna to regret saying that. So question number three. In August 1990, Hewish Park hosted its first game of football, but what was the name of the construction firm which built the ground and gave its name to a stand at the stadium for many years? Bartlett. 
Your answer is Bartlett. Yeah. The correct answer is Bartlett Construction. You're absolutely right. There you go. We've taken it, taken it back uh, to you know over a decade, and you're still oh, three out of three. We're going to have to uh, against Newcastle, wasn't it? The first game. First game was against Newcastle. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a bonus, friendly. Bonus point. Bonus no, point no that. bonus point. You're three out of three. You don't need bonus points, mate. So run. Okay. Question four. <clears throat> this one I wrote especially for you. In November 1993, Yeovil Town put Fulham out of the FA Cup with a goal from Andy Wallace. <laughs> who, <laughs> who was Yeovil Town's manager that night? Was it A, Graham Roberts, B, Brian Hall, or C, Steve Rotter? I don't know this one. And, and you, have to, you have to tell the story about why that, mean, why that game means something to you. So you, your options are A, Graham Roberts, B, Brian Hall, or C, Steve Rotter. November 1993. Oh, I, don't, I actually don't know. Don't know. Uh, it, it wasn't Steve Rotter at that point. It was Steve, I don't you know. Go, Brian B, Hall. B, Brian Hall. I don't know. B, Brian Hall. Yeah. The answer is C, Steve Rotter. It was Steve Rotter. Oh, he's not going to be Steve Rotter, he says confidently. So go no, on, quickly t- so. tell the story. Why Why is the uh, goal scorer Andy Wallace got a special place in your heart? Because I'm named after him, Andy and Andy, yeah. Uh, born on that day, in, that, in the early hours. Uh, I think it was about, half, I don't even know what time I was born to us. Half five-ish in the morning. <laughs> there you go. And is it is it true that uh, Mr Craig Senior had been to the match? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then I was still unnamed and he went to the game and <laughs> leaving that, me and mum in hospital, like you do, obviously had a ticket for the match, saw us win, pitch invasion, back home. No, not back home, back to the hospital and yeah, yeah back home. I was named. named. There you go. <laughs> named, named his son Andy after Andy. There you go. Right. Okay. Well, you've still got the chance to get there. Uh, and now to, I know get... who the manager is, so that's even better. Exactly. But... Yeah. You've got it. you got it. So Steve you... Rutter actually only lives down the road as well when he's, well, local to Oval, so that was not very good, wasn't it, at all? Well, next time you see him, you'll have to cover your eyes, won't you? Oh, no. Okay. Okay, right. So this is question number five. So you, you got a chance of getting four out of five here. So it's another multiple choice. Oh, actually, no, it's not a multiple choice. I'm looking at next week's question. So let's not go there yet. Okay. In June 2004, a good period, you said, Gary Johnson brought Phil Jevons to Hewish Park. But from which club did he arrive? Which club did Gary Johnson sign Bill Jevons from? Uh, I think I'm I not sure whether I'm, I'm feeling conf- happy enough to give you clues because you've done rather well here. Eh? But a, a, a little clue will be that this Somewhere, team... is it? Um... Is it? Is it? I could, it's even, I, I want to say it's either Morecambe or Grimsby and I don't, I want, I'm going to go Grimsby. You're going to go Grimsby? Grimsby yeah. Town, question number five. The answer is Grimsby Town. Congratulations, yeah. Andy Craig. Did he even play for Morecambe if I made that completely? No, he, he, I think he played for Morecambe after he left us. You're right. Ah, so there you go. That's why they're both made. He, he was at Morecambe. So there you go. Four out of five. Well, that puts you joint top of the uh, uh, Glover's Cast leaderboard if it ever gets created by Mr. Ian Perkins. So uh, if you're listening in, get your finger out on that one. Uh, and uh, yeah, you will be top alongside Elliot Warner. And as your AC and EZW, I think that alphabetically puts you ahead of him, doesn't it? So... Another another reason why Mr. Craig named you Andy. Exactly. There you go. ACDC. ACDC. Right, mate. Well, thank you again for joining, and uh, I'll see you at uh, a Barnet by the sounds of it. Yeah, we'll do, mate. All right. Ta da. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. 
midfield. Good turn away from John. Goal! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 